1: Coming up on episode four of Zero Doinks, we dive deep into preseason game number three. We debut two new segments that you're going to be tweeting about left and right. Of course, our staple segment, See Me After Class, and we talk about the disrespect that Sports Illustrated threw on the 2019 Chicago Bears. Coming at you next, buckle up. It's going to be a hot Hot ride, zero doinks. Zero doinks. zero doinks, zero doinks, zero doinks, zero doinks. Episode four. Oh my god, this feels so good. How you doing, Dan? Uh
0: huh. So good. Thank you. Your enthusiasm just really pumped me up.
1: Well, that's good. You know, I'm looking to really get you jazzed because. <laughs> After tonight's recording, we will have a month's worth of zero doinks for oh. our adoring public to consume. Whoa. How about that? Holy It's crazy.
0: I didn't think we'd make it to one.
1: No, God, no. The fact that we even started is a miracle in itself. Uh, I don't know if you were paying attention this weekend, Dan, but the NFL was rocked during the preseason game number three in Indy with the biggest news people have heard in a long time, of course, I'm alluding to Eddie Pinheiro's 58-yard field goal. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. Nothing else related to Bears-Colts. You nailed no, it. No,
1: nothing at all. Dan, I know that something real special happened to you when you were watching the game. I, you you take zero doinks very seriously, and I'm, I'm happy to say that you might have done a little homework a little Ooh. bit uh, while you're ah, watching the game. Is that right?
0: A ah, little bit here and there. And I was... Uh, in charge all weekend of my children, my wife was out of town. So the ham started flowing a wee bit earlier than they probably should have. So while the, yes. the college football game was going on, I went ahead and recorded the bears game. I'm like, I am definitely going to watch this later in the back of my mind. I'm like, yeah, probably not, but I'll just skip through it. Nope. I watched every second of it. And by the time the game started, I was hammered, but I was smart yes. enough to take a few notes.
1: Uh, I am curious about these notes. I'm sure our our public wants to know what exactly you wrote down. Okay. A, was it even in English? That's what I want to know. And B, were there amazing observations made?
0: Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. I think, Let's uh, find out. Well, thank God for autocorrect because I'm sure my spelling is was awful for some of these. Um, all right, well, I'll just kick it off. And as a notice, no surprise, my first note is Jim Miller equals sweaty. Just very large. <laughs> I mean, his goatee looks like it's getting swallowed by his face. Uh, I, I know you, uh, you and I were exchanging pictures of him pre-game, and we were next to Adam Amin, who I actually think he's pretty good.
1: I like He's Adam, way I mean. too good for preseason, isn't was, he? He's way, un- way too good. Well, and and to uh, I'm not trying to correct you here. Yes, we were t- we were sending each other pictures of Jim Miller. However, it was pre it was pregame to us, but it was after midnight on Saturday. Oh, it was so I think late. I sent you a sweaty picture of Jim Miller at approximately 12:43 a.m.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I wrapped up the game. It was definitely after one in the morning, so nice. it was well after. It. Uh and and it was also fun to watch during the Andrew Luck news coming out, which I, I think I jotted a few of those notes down. All right, so my next note I have here is that Adam Amin right off the start said he was quoting Chuck Pagano saying, If he had his way, there'd be ten preseason games because he loves the evaluation process. Uh oh. you just made that up. No way. Yeah especially going wouldn't say that right? I mean, he would not say that I don't think coach Nagy would stand for it he hates the preseason you don't say exactly. things like that so we started off the no. game with a lie immediately uh another note I have seeing number 33 and number 55 out there just mm. feels weird 55 yes. being Josh Woods and 33's Duke Shelley I and I just yeah. in my head I'm talking to absolutely nobody but myself in my living room that they should have not like a full retirement of numbers but for numbers like those, it needs to be like 10 years. Nobody can wear that. And if they are worn, like it. it needs to be on offense because they're both totally, defensive uh, players. And I was yeah. drunk and I'm dumb. So I was convincing myself that Peanut was back out there. Nope, it was oh, Duke God. Shelley. So,
1: <laughs> it, Who will be the next Peanut
0: Tillman, obviously. I guess honest. so. But, I mean, would, would you retire Peanut's number? I feel like, you, I, I feel yeah. like that's a conversation. I, I, when I
1: when – it is a conversation worth having. And, no, you know, when I see Duke Shelley out there in 33, it makes me feel incredibly weird. I'm yeah. with you 100%. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay, so I had a, what I probably thought was actually a good observation that everyone saw. Dion Bush with a nice strip of the tight end yep. and the score. That was pretty sweet. That was awesome. um, yeah, that was actually a serious one. I was pre- go ahead and pat myself on the back on that one.
1: Cheers, <laughs> hams.
0: And I, I immediately followed up with, uh, there was a second quarter sideline interview with Taylor Gabriel. I don't know if you yep. did. you see that? I he, caught it. I he looked it. like he wanted to be absolutely anywhere else on Earth. But on that sideline talking to Adam Amin. Well, Adam Amin threw him like really mediocre questions. And then he kicked it over to Jim Miller. Did you have okay, Jim Miller starts? Out, hey, Taylor, it's me, Jim Miller. <laughs> like yes. Taylor looked
1: he, like, yes, who is that?
0: I mean, who who is that? Yeah, but I like. Yeah. Why did he say, "Hey, it's me, Jim Miller"? And I didn't. I don't even know the question. It was just like he does
1: it with all of the sideline well, interviews. Like I'm Jim Miller. Like what? Why do you think that Taylor Gabriel was upset that he was talking to Adam and Amin, Adam Amin and he, Jim Miller, or was he upset because he was in Indiana?
0: I, he was. I think he was more upset about the Indiana thing. He just looked pissed. I mean, so yeah. I'll jump ahead. Uh, yeah, because Mitch did an interview on the sideline too. And I I was building for it, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, Jim's not going to do it again. And he goes, hey, bitch, it's me, Jim Miller. God damn it. So I I don't understand that. Who else could it be, and why would they care? He's so sweaty. So sweaty. Uh, Okay, so this is my next observation. There was a commercial right before halftime about visiting Illinois, and it involved a lot of caves and cliffs. I said, caves, cliffs, and shit? What? (laughs) What? Where are? Have those? you seen any of these things? Nope. I mean, nope. I don't I feel get how like much seen, though. I've seen almost probably almost the entire state. I'm a central Illinois boy. It's all yeah. flat. There's nothing yeah.
1: good. What there's what, the, what is cave. that?
0: Stop lying. There's like to a us.
1: I think there's a salt cave on Ogden Avenue, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, good point. Yeah,
1: thanks. I'm here <laughs> for that. <laughs>
0: uh, um, there was a pass interference challenge uh, that Nagy yep. did. Uh, and that got my, got my brain going on how the hell that's going to work. Are, are like officials just not going to call it this year if it's close, just thinking that coaches will just throw the flag.
1: I don't know. I didn't like it, but, and I obviously Nagy was testing it too at the refs. You can tell they're very borderline, but, uh, it's going to be weird, right? The whole thing is going to be weird.
0: I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. I feel like I, it doesn't, does this mean they're going to let them play more? Like it's, it can be so. more physical and then refs are just going to so. kind of like with turnovers and fumbles. They just don't blow the whistle just cause they're like, well, it'll be reviewed anyway. I don't know.
1: Which at this point we might as well have robots with striped shirts then rolling around the sidelines.
0: I think so. Ro- Robot umpires in baseball. Yes. There you go. That's, Strike two. That's been, <laughs> that's been baseball talk. Uh, okay. Ryan Nall had a 69 yard run His second. Preseason in a nice. row with that exact number. Uh, very nice. I just assume he's a creep. Um,
1: <laughs> he's very uh, tall. I he is tall. tall I, and I never all? noticed that before. Yeah. Oh. You're welcome. Might, yeah. Uh, Trademark it.
0: I, I, at some point in the night, decided I was all in on Ian Bunting because I mentioned him every week. Oh. And I'm just like, you know what? He's my guy. He's my front runner. Uh, but then have been
1: all in on him much sooner than yep, Saturday. Yep.
0: Come on. Well, almost immediately after that he uh, got a had a holding call uh, on a tight end that was called back so you know what he's my guy I'm sticking with him he had a nice catch in the second half but he could be I think he's in trouble now there was Uh-oh. there was another uh, a Jasper horsestead have you ever heard of that guy from Princeton Not Saturday he had some yep. sweet catches uh, looks like he might actually be the guy sliding in now according to the athletic um, yeah. all right just rolling around i I promise I'll wrap this up soon. Uh, Frank Reich, he looked really confused every time they cut to him, like literally not talking to anybody. And they kept cutting to his face, uh, which makes a lot more sense now. Maybe he was just finding out the luck news, but maybe I just thought if you're a Colts fan and you see that dumb looking face, how how, he just looks really lost. Is he a good coach?
1: I don't know, and and that actually that's kind of Colts-esque though, right? Jim Caldwell always oh, yeah. looked like he was an absolute corpse. He was dead. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Um, Rest in peace.
0: Yeah. Is he really uh, dead? He's not really dead. Uh,
1: I don't think so. Um. So the his career is. <laughs> so the, all right he might have a great job right now not a big research guy. wait wait. i think he was in the aaf or something or xfl uh, not a great of...
0: job then i want to say all right don't quote me on this not a big research <laughs> guy i think he was in like the marketing team for the aaf the corpse what i don't know this we'll have to amazing. look it up later could you
1: imagine him in a boardroom meeting no. talking, bouncing ideas Just off the of people? Just staring
0: a hole right through your soul, right across the table.
1: Oh, um, God.
0: So the, uh, the, the uh, oh, offensive line looked shaky. You know, obviously the second string, they, right. like, can't protect anybody. I, that's probably a, a concern. But their backup yes. tack. I think he's a tackle, T.J. Clemmings. Whoops. He, I wrote down here his injury looked real fake. Like I full blown convinced him. I myself, I was like, he's faking that injury because I think he just came back from injury. Read today that he tore his quad. So, jokes on <laughs> me, <laughs> Doctor Dan. Doctor Dan. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh Panero, smoked that fifty-eight yard field goal. Oh, that looked pretty sweet. Awesome. I-, I like yep. that. We'll talk. We'll talk a little more kicker later. God damn it. Um, of course it will. Then I decided, after the Mitch interview, I went down a Jim Miller wormhole on Wikipedia. Um, did you know that he's won a Super Bowl ring?
1: Patriots? Oh, right? wow. I yeah. Did... Okay. Do you yeah. know which, yeah. which team? I had to think about that for a sec. I was thinking Steelers. I know he was a Steeler. But yeah, Patriot. I think he was third string. I've, I don't I'd remember be, yeah, what I'm year, though.
0: i right now. And if you could Thank name you. who is second string in between. Ryan Warrior? And... No. Damn it. I don't know. Rohan Davey.
1: Wow. LSU. He beat the Illini in the 2001 yep. sugar bowl. That okay. son of a bastard. He had
0: real long fingernails where you could hear the ball coming off those sharp nails. Oh, Why do I remember disgusting.
1: that? Well, oh, um, oh, how could you forget that? Yep.
0: Yep. Okay. So there's a guy on the team, Thomas Ives, also a Hinsdale guy grew up Down with on. Ian Bunting. So I'm in on him. Uh, okay. cause he's my boy, with boys with, uh, Bunting. All right. Yep. um, this is, I'm getting near the end here. I'm very drunk at this point. And just <laughs> writing down notes, weird to watch news about luck. How pumped yep. is Houston? That's literally all I wrote. Wh- uh, I, okay. At first, Why would... I what? first read that back. I was like, like, oh. Lamar Houston? Nope, I think right. I mean the Houston Texans. Um, they pumped. Yeah, so this is the one that's a huge question mark for me. I don't remember writing this at all. Ref seems to have a shorter left arm. Is he
1: okay? <laughs> That's the best note I've ever heard. I don't know ever that, in my life. You, you, was there a ref with a mm. short arm? I didn't notice anybody with a stub or a nub or anything of that sort. I don't know. I okay. can't back you up. All right.
0: Well, like those it. are all my notes. I was pretty shit faced by the end of that, and I think overall, it's you know, it is what it is. The, actually, the defense looked pretty good. The backup D. Yeah uh yep. the offense looked shaky i see a lot of people are shitting on chase daniel now
1: yeah why why i mean it's it's a preseason game with nobody of note blocking for him minimal weapons i found that i he didn't look great don't get me wrong no. he made a really strange decision in the red zone but it's a preseason who gives a shit we've seen enough of chase daniel to know he can play
0: uh, yeah, you can at least keep you in it, I guess. But yeah, the overreaction to that, and I feel like Stop people it. are now worried more worried about Mitch somehow because, she, like, oh, if Mitch gets hurt, we're screwed. If Mitch gets hurt, we're in trouble. We're yeah, <laughs> yeah we're screwed
1: no matter what. That's, yeah. That goes
0: for literally every team in the league. If your backups yes. in, you're in big trouble. It's hard yeah, to find yeah. a good quarterback, so everyone needs yeah. to settle down there. But. I think, you know, the old line stuff, I guess, is freaking me out a little bit more because it's they're getting manhandled by, you know, other teams, second, third string defense. It's not our starters, but if one mm-hmm. of those guys goes down, I guess I'd, I'd be a little concerned. This Alex Barr's guy is a rookie, right? Yep. He was supposed yep, to be a high pick until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. He yep. seems to be sliding into this role. I think he was supposed to be a backup guard, but I think he played yes. tackle. He um
1: did. Nagy loved what he saw when yeah he reviewed the tape apparently
0: I think he's good but I guess that's the biggest concern but you know I guess uh Pinheiro hitting that field well, goal was prob probably unfortunately probably the highlight of the night so
1: it, and it was funny the um his teammates I'm sure you you caught this in between hams when you were watching the game um his teammates keep talking about how much swag he has. Yeah. So I'll be honest, I'm starting to kind of fall in love with Eddie Pinheiro. I yeah, really am. Yeah, it
0: definitely feels like he's our guy. I mean, I don't know why why not at this point, but yeah. I'm with you. I, anytime there's swag mentioned, I'm I'm in.
1: Yeah, All right. that's the first thing I, I recognize about you when I met you in 99. Uh, I think I met you before then. Um, <laughs> one thing that I noticed uh, – I didn't really see Clifton Duck or uh, I, I know James Vauders had a highlight. He did. Yes. Vauders, is Vauders good? Vauders might be kind of good.
0: Vauders, uh, I don't know. I have no I idea. I still don't know who he is. Take no, my Vauders same. to the prom. I don't know who he is.
1: Uh, he will. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was looking at the Athletics' uh, latest fifty man, uh, fifty three man projection. Yep. They had uh, only two quarterbacks. You know, uh, Tyler Bray would be on the practice squad according to. Yeah. Adam Johns and Fishbane. Um, that's probably the right move. Yep. They also any there was really nothing crazy. They had um, I mean, I guess you just look at the practice squad that kind of answers your questions. Ryan yeah. Null would be on the practice squad. The aforementioned Thomas Ives, Ian Bunting. Apparently, according to these guys, would be practice squad and the the guy making uh, tight. So here's the tight end. They would keep five. Trey Burton, obviously. Adam Shaheen, hopefully. Yep. Ben branica <laughs> Bradley Sowell and Dex Raymond. They have Dex Raymond. Oh, yeah. The active yeah. 53. That's interesting. He looks pretty good. Um, I'd be OK with that. No, Bunting's um, my guy. He,
0: he's got a stick. Yeah. He can't block. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm being realistic. He can't Might block be a problem. It. That's a big and it
1: problem. Looks like his, it looks like, his, looks like his elbows really hurt, too. There's something about I don't, I don't, his left elbow. He had a pretty big pad, and he looked kind of... Yeah, weird, they're real I sharp.
0: He's Patrick Ewing, I think.
1: I'm not a doctor, though, also, so I, I, I probably shouldn't theorize. Uh, do you have any idea who this guy is? Practice squad. He's supposed to be the fifth practice squad member making the squad. Sam Mustafer? Does this ring a bell at all? Literally have never heard that. That's yeah, not real. Same. It? it can't be. It can't be. I have no idea. Lucifer? Who that is. What was his name? Uh, <laughs> might as well be. Mustafer? But no, not like I don't, not a, I, don't, no, I don't I don't know, know him. I don't well, know him. Uh linebacker? It, what position? It, I don't You even... know what? They didn't list positions, which shame on them and me for not looking it up after oh, the fact. It would be great if we did uh, a
0: little bit of research.
1: Yeah, it would have been, but you know what? it just didn't happen uh abdullah anderson who i believe is a dt which i would have known outside of him flashing a bit on saturday night kylie fitz who yep. draft pick linebacker yep. josh woods also linebacker your boy john franklin the third would be on the practice yep. squad as would michael joseph mm-hmm. yep. uh no clifton duck no vauders on either the Ooh. active roster or Ooh. practice squad that might be devastating if that happens
0: yeah, yeah. Well, Vodders I think he's a veteran, right? I think he's bounced around a bit. Do I have that right? No idea.
1: I don't know. I don't is it, know.
0: Is there some I, he, against veterans not being able to be on practice squads? No, that can't be.
1: No, cuz Tyler Bray would be on for like the 12th straight oh, year. Yeah, so I don't really point. know. Uh uh, a bit of a surprise. I thought. Well, I, I'm that means nothing because I don't know why this would be a surprise. But they did have Kevin Pierre Louis as one of the inside oh, linebackers, yeah. along with Joel uh and Kukowski. And um, he Mick actually Williams looked decent. Uh, yeah, he course. did. Actually, he scored a touchdown.
0: He, I he I don't know. Is it just different turf? They like sometimes he's out like Soldier Field. It feels like he's moving as slow as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. And then he actually looked kind of fast on on Saturday night, but yeah, I also that was through Ham's colored glasses, so I'm not entirely well, sure whether that's true or not. I, I was want a see- prescription of those. I was, I was seeing mismatched arms on referees. I don't know what was happening, so I can't be a good judge of who's running fast and who's not.
1: Well, I think this has been a pretty good review of preseason game three out of four. Thank God there's only one of these left, and you know we don't have to talk about. Exhibition anymore. I'm looking forward to that.
0: God damn it. Zero
1: doinks. Doinks. See you next segment.
0: All right. We're back. Episode four zero. Doinks, which is proudly sponsored once again by Ham's Beer. Ham's first brewed in Minnesota in 1865 is America's classic beer. 1865 also was the end of the Civil War in America, so it's pretty safe to say that Ham's ends war. If you're not drinking Ham's, then get your gross anti-American face away from me. All right. Thanks a lot, Ham's. Really appreciate it. So, Bill, there was an SI article in the actual magazine i tried to find it online and apparently i'm too poor to afford si in a a hard copy uh but they had the bears going uh what, what was
1: the record wow the si had the bears going seven and nine last in the nfc north i mean what a travesty
0: shut your goddamn mouth sports illustrated you clearly don't know what you're talking about
1: no they don't and and in the interest of Transparency, I got a hard copy from my dad, so I'm too much of a cheap bastard to subscribe myself. So the predictions in Sports Illustrated for all 32 teams were apparently made by Monday Morning Quarterback writer Andy Benoit. Or is it Benoit? Oh. I'm not really sure. Does not matter? Benoit. I bet it's Benoit, though, because he's a French fry bastard. Um, so the so the Bears picked to be 7-9, and nine, meaning, of course... <laughs> There's three teams ahead of them in the NFC North. He predicted the Vikings being 11 and five, winning the division. He picked the Packers to be a wild card at 10 and six, and picked the Lions to be nine and seven. That to me was the weirdest thing. I don't know about yeah. you.
0: Yeah, I, Lions are getting a lot of love, but I don't. I don't get it. I don't know if you yeah, see where it's I, coming from. They're the same trash players.
1: Yeah, that's apparently this guy loves Matt Patrychka. He feels like he's the next Bill Belichick, but I don't think so. I definitely don't think so. I think some of the logic that Andy was expressing about the Bears' uh, downfall, potential downfall this year, was saying that the – they were clearly the best D last year, but he anticipates them taking a big step back because of Vic Fangio leaving, saying that Pagano's system is good, but it's built more on, on blitzing, which exposes the secondary. And 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 Andy does not like the Bears' DBs. He had them as number 17 in the league. He preferred Adrian Amos over Ha-Ha and uh, Bryce Callahan over Buster. Is it Screen or Scrine? To be honest, I, I don't know skrine. how to pronounce that. Okay, all right. We'll go with Scrine. So that's that was part of his logic. I don't know if, how you feel about yeah, that. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, correct me if I wrong, if I'm wrong here. Isn't wasn't Eddie Jackson an All Pro last year?
1: First team All Pro.
0: And then wasn't uh, Kyle Fuller a Pro Bowler? first, I mean, uh, so, first
1: ballot, if you will. Yeah. So
0: you got two guys, two you know, two different positions in the secondary who are had awesome years last career years. You just go ahead, go ahead and assume they're going to suck. And you know what? The big part of this having a good secondary is an awesome pass rush. I'm pretty yes. sure we got that covered. So, pretty like, sure. his logic. And I feel like it's just lazy to say, it's just easy to say, oh, they they did well last year, so there's going to be a regression. Just because you say regression doesn't mean it's going to happen. I mean, right. I, I thought there were a lot of things they could have done better. And so, just being like, ah, oh, just it was too good last year. Like, that just feels like there's no research. Nothing's gone into it. And just to say Pagano is a big step down from Fangio, I I fail to see that. Pagano was an yeah. awesome coordinator. He's fresh coming off a year off. He was a goddamn head coach. I mean, right. he, he, you know, and took Fangio a million years to get a head coaching job. So just to assume that it's going to be a huge drop off is lazy.
1: It's, it's totally lazy it is based off of absolutely nothing. I mean, okay, so the Bears obviously had a high percentage of touchdowns scored off of, you know, whether it be picks or fumbles. But, okay, let's say that they have less of those this year. They flip the field every time they get a turnover. If the offense steps up, they can still score, milk some time off the clock, and be equally as successful. So, A, that's part of my issue with that lazy criticism. I I also think – so you mentioned – the fact that, you know, Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller were fantastic in as as DBs last year. That is true. Benoit, I was doing a little digging here. He thinks that Eddie Jackson is overrated. In the spring, he tweeted that he was watching Bears film against the Dolphins. Kind of weird. Why are you doing that in the spring? And he said that um, he saw a handful of awful plays that Eddie Jackson made in that game that said to Benoit that Jackson did not deserve to be the first-team All-Pro. That That is stupid that game was a disaster are you basing it off of one yeah, game? yeah he's the other right 15? If, you,
0: if you literally watch that one game okay i see why you come up with that but that right. was a terrible game for everybody around and, and definitely jackson was really bad in that game so was adrian amos yes. i mean they were so uh, i yeah yeah actually you may have just you may have just told the whole story there he watched the bears dolphins game that's yeah. it
1: I I would <laughs> hate the it. Bears D if I if I yeah. was basing everything off of right. that too, and, and then the flip side as you mentioned the front seven yeah, the key to a good secondary is a great front seven right, right. Great, great pass rush Benoit loves the front front seven he ranked them number one in the league and he also thinks that the offense will expand this year they're going to play with a better tempo he actually generally likes Mitch. He just doesn't trust him in the pocket right now, which is, that's fair. I mean, he's yeah. great out of the pocket. He's not as consistent in the pocket. But again, he just turned 25. Happy birthday again, Mitch Happy Trubisky. Happy birthday, he Mitchell. Is... <laughs> uh, the odds are that is going to improve. He's going to become more comfortable as he as he's more comfy in the offense. He thinks that the offense has to score more this year because the defense won't be as good. Okay, fine. I think the Bears offense is going to be better it, this year. That's it has not to. Yeah. Breaking news. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Come on. Right. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Stupid. It, I saw someone else like, tweeted out that SI had power uh, like predictions online recently, and I know it was a, it was a different writer. I don't know who it was, but he had the Bears <laughs> at ten and six. So okay. even SI, they're all over the map. And yeah, you know, whatever. Shut up, Benoit. Is it? Just is he? Shut up. Is he going to be it's a future be see me after class uh, candidate
1: down the road? You know what? Even though he's not local, I'm running out of candidates. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> He is definitely well within the spotlight area. Um, Here's what I've noticed recently, nationally. I don't know if you've noticed this too, Dan. I know you consume a lot of articles, a lot of media in general. Everybody seems to be sleeping on the Bears running backs, which to me is great. Benoit has the Bears running backs ranked 22nd in the league, which, okay, if you're just looking at Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen, I guess you might be able to make that argument. But we have a very. We talked about him, David Montgomery. He is a yeah. future, future boyfriend. He's going to be a hall of famer. Yeah, yeah, future yeah. hall of famer. So, uh, so to me, that's lazy. Also, right? Yeah. So it, you you're not you're not projecting anything from David Montgomery. All right. He also has our wide receiver core as twenty second in the league. Do you really think that our wideouts are twenty second? Come on. No,
0: and it's but it's our wide receivers are weird because we have good depth. I mean, we have everyone can kind of step in. Maybe nobody's going to be jerry fucking rice but they're they're all they're all solid they all can can contribute sorry i did not know why i threw a hard in between jerry's liked name it. there um liked it but you know the I, going back to the running backs and listening to what you're saying about benoit maybe only watching the dolphins game do you think he just looked at a stat sheet and he's like david david montgomery didn't have any rushing yards last year no nope, yes. he sucks benoit yes. he, he, Fuck off, buddy.
1: Seriously. I I feel like he probably still thinks that Jordan Howard's on the team and, yep. and Howard fumbled on the one-yard line that game, so he's holding that against the Bears' running backs.
0: Yep, yep. God damn it. Yeah, it has got to be the case. Screw him, yeah. As Sports yeah. Illustrated, grow up.
1: Grow up. You know what? Put more stuff online. Dan can't find your shit. I can't find Come it. Come on. Don't
0: make me pay for it. I'm already paying for the athletic. That's like, I don't know. I don't know math. It's got to be like, a thousand bucks a year
1: at least at, just for dan pompey alone so uh as, oh god i'm i i'm sorry i mentioned his name Jesus. i need to go take a shower um he's the so worst sports he, there, every <laughs> day
0: every dan i've met have been awesome guys i've never met a dan i didn't like he might be the first just change your name dan pompous get out of my I, face
1: god i i wish i could agree with you fully Later in the show, you're going to understand why I can't. So, Sports Illustrated has an article also uh, called "Remember the Hurt" by something called a Kalen Kaler that was describing the wildest kicking competition ever. That being, of course, our beloved Bears in the offseason. I don't know if you read this at all. Give it any time, Dan, or if you yep. have any hot takes.
0: Let's let's do it quickly. I'm so sick of talking about kickers. Uh, it basically Cody Parkey. It, oh, <laughs> It was basically a, a an article with bitter kickers who got cut. Some, for some reason, they were in a goddamn Chili's at the O'Hare Airport. Like, I don't understand, was this writer just sitting there waiting for them? Basically, the gist of it is that they the Bears put these guys through, like, a boot camp. They were mentally messing with them. I thought that seemed really clear because they were sick of Cody Parkey being a mental midget. So they put him through all this stressful, strenuous, like, you know this pressure added situations and these guys couldn't cut it and i really hated they like asked former you know or i think vinitary was quoted in there and like other yes. uh feely feely was in there jay feely. jay feely uh and it was like oh that's ridiculous i would never compete with nine nine other guys it's like grow up you're a fucking athlete just beat those guys out and the whole idea is like oh they were messing with them the Augusta silence, and then they'd have, they would tell them that when they're not kicking. Hey, you know what? Just make a fucking field goal. Grow not up. Hard. And shouldn't and like, be that hard. There. So there was one line I did pull out of here, and this is from the, the I think this was from the author. Who is who wrote this? I don't. Kalen i, I Kaelin
1: Kaler. I have no idea who that that's is. made
0: up. Uh, so this is, and I'm quoting from the article. Kickers are complicated creatures. Teams want to test them in pressure situations and practice to know how they will respond in games, but it's a thin line between that and setting them up for failure. What are you kidding me? Like they're, they're athletes like there should be, they're going to be in pressure situations, but you do one thing, you kick a football through these metal posts, like just go out and do it. And you know, the, there was another, I don't know, there was, I should have written this down. There was another part of it about how, like, oh, if a quarterback, like, missed a throw, they wouldn't replay that over and over. you fucking kidding me? Tom Brady probably missed a throw and did it 7,000 times in practice the next day. I mean, right. the idea that they're somehow special because they're, oh, they're so delicate. Oh, I'm, so, I'm a mental midget. That's clear. Oh. I liked it. The Bears brought in this kicking specialist. Which seem to be very very biased that if you're not his guy, then kickers yep. just think you're out to get him. Maybe he just knows how to evaluate kickers.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, it's yeah. just yeah, it's true. He is a one-year kicking consultant for the Bears. His name is Jamie Cole, and it was very clear that former Notre Dame kicker, Justin Yoon had yeah. a huge problem with him. That right. guy sounded so bitter. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was, he was not offered a contract after rookie minicamp. What a, what a wuss. He said, I'm quoting here. It's not efficient for a team to continuously beat that one dead horse the whole time. You have to build a system of confidence for your kicker. Shut up, Justin, shut, shut up! your mouth. We're hurt. You know, let us heal. Cody Parkey has absolutely ripped our soul out of our bodies. And, of course, Nagy's and pace. are going to do whatever they can to right, find the right guy.
0: Right, and their, and their approach is maybe a little different. They're like, we're not going to pretend it didn't happen. We're going right. to shove it in your face because we're not going to forget, like, we want you to play pissed off, right? I think that's the strategy that seems to be coming off. And the it was yeah, – I, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I didn't hate any of it. I'm like, yeah. just stop it. Stop being babies. They're putting right. you through a strenuous workout to see who's going to break. And clearly these these babies who are chilling at Chili's – chilling at Chili's. That sounded pretty cool. Ooh. These yeah. guys who were just hanging out at the O'Hare Chili's talking to this Cato Kalin whoever wrote this. <laughs> clearly you were the mental midgets who couldn't cut it. And I'm glad that they yeah. weeded you guys out very early. So yes. I, that's what I got from the article. I was expecting a lot more that they were – uh, they were hazing these guys. I don't. I didn't know what I was expecting. Right. It's the even the the artwork on it still just seemed very stressful. And it's just like, grow up. You're fucking kickers. You shouldn't even be out there anyway. So just be happy that you have a job and do your one thing and kick the ball through the goddamn uprights.
1: Ooh, do it. Zero doinks. Kickers are the worst. Coming up next, zero doinks introduces a new segment it's a can't miss we apologize openly for this first one it's a bit echoey don't you say dan
0: yeah look we're we're figuring this shit out like we we don't really know what we're doing we have other jobs we don't have all day to sit around and fiddle with this shit and so you know what just deal with the echo all right but enjoy it
1: that's right send all feedback to at zero doinks on twitter and instagram we love you do it see you next segment Zero Ducks. Two,
0: seven, okay, welcome back to Zero Doinks. We have a new segment we're trying out here. It's called Hams and Eggs, where we cook up a hot conversation with another fellow hams-loving guest. Are we okay with that?
1: We love the name. Thank you, Hams, for your Thank you generous sponsorship.
0: So much. We love you,
1: Hams. All right, Bill, take us away. All right. Today, we you know we've been looking forward to this debut of Hams and Eggs for at least five years. This is the first the first edition, the first guest. Lovingly known as Brother Dave. Dave, how are you tonight? I'm
2: doing pretty good. Hams. Hams Can I jump in?
0: I'm sure everyone thought it was Rick Fieldsman. Um,
2: He's unreliable. Not
0: yet. Not yet. So we have Brother Dave. He's proven
2: unreliable. Sorry
0: to interrupt you there, Bill. Just
1: wanted to throw it out there. It sounded good. All three of us sound pretty good together, which is amazing. Um, Dave, <laughs> we've known each other a long time. You've known Dan for a long time. We have probably been in chat room together before, after a few hams. That's um, true. So this is not unfamiliar. <laughs> okay, so audience, that is, uh, some of you have met Brother Dave, some of you have not. Dave, let me give you a little background. Dave is actually a celebrity guest. Dave <laughs> has worked for multiple nfl franchises as well as an nfl europe standout and we're gonna we're gonna ask questions a lot of them are gonna be very pointed very personal oh no Uh and we're gonna see where it goes from there uh okay so dave you started your career as a public relations intern for the jets you worked for them in 2002 2003 you and i Actually met at the Memorial Stadium press box during Week 15 of the O2 season when the Bears played down in Champagne for a year. You work for the Jets. Besides our instant chemistry, what do you remember from that day?
2: I remember Bears win. That's uh, that was the main takeaway. Wayne Crivett trying to jump over. I don't recall the defensive back fumbling. Bears win. Jets lose. Yeah, everyone's happy. Except for <laughs> the fact that we had to be in Champagne for the weekend. but Oh, you watch your mouth. Wow, well, wow.
1: Those are fight
2: words. All right, Absolutely brother Dave. I got,
0: uh, so 2002, and shame on anyone who says I'm not a big research guy, I did a deep dive of the 2002 Jets. Week 8 was the infamous you play to win the game from your boy Herm Edwards. Yeah. Now couple questions did you in fact script that for him and if not what was the pr reaction to that stupid stupid (laughs) quote
2: if by script you mean had to transcribe the the press conference afterwards yes i did but uh um I, i recall a few looks going across the press room wondering uh what, did what, you know? What did you know into? At, Did you know at the time that that
0: was going to be played over and over and over?
2: Uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty clear that that would be that would be a highlight, maybe a highlight, or <laughs> at least uh, memorable.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorites, along with the uh, Denny Green. Like I feel like they go, we crown They're their ahead. asses, and you play to win the game. To me, I almost mix them up and don't I remember who said what, but. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you credit for that one, Dave. Cheers to you. That's a hams on that one. Oh, that
1: is a hams. That is a, that's a a hams cheer. Um, a little quick follow-up on that, too. Um, how did Herm Edwards' mustache look in the flesh?
2: Wormy. I would say worm-like. <laughs> very, very crawly. So more caterpillar, I mean, I'm jealous. then? What's You're that? Like a fuzzy
0: caterpillar than a worm? That'll do it. Did, uh... Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. sorry about that. This is our first time, you know, we this don't know are This is what our first
0: doing. time, sorry, we're just tripping all over each other, hams. Uh, so, '02 2 was that the year they won the, the AFC East title that year as well? AFC mm-hmm.
2: East champions, we, uh, yeah, started 1-4.
0: says I'm not a research guy, big time research guy. Deep diver,
2: deep, deep diver. Started the year 1-4, and four. Vinny Testaverde benched for, in favor of Chad Pennington, then Came back to win the division.
1: Hot questions here at Hams and Eggs. Ham. Okay, let's move on to 2004. We are going to go back to the Scottish Claymore. Okay, standards. okay. Don't get me wrong, okay? So don't panic. Oh. Don't panic. That is a highlight that I can't wait to dive really deep into. Whoops. So 2004, you come back uh, from Scotland. You worked one more year with the Jets. You get an opportunity of a lifetime mm. to be a writer for Packers.com. What sure. was living in Green Bay like, really?
2: It was cold. It was um, dark, and it was not a lot of fun. But yeah. all right. Yeah.
0: So, um, how long after you moved to Green Bay did Brett Favre send you his first dick pic?
2: Immediately. 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 Okay, give me your thoughts yeah. on that. I think bro. when you cross the when you cross the border, it. It just it pops just up po- on your phone. Oh, it's an airdrop it's a, it's situation. A red Farb Hammer. Very, very advanced. Very advanced in, in the early 04s. Okay. What? Great.
1: And did then backup quarterback and current Eagles head coach Doug Peterson also show you his penis?
2: It was very gray. Very gray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doug Peterson
2: was on that he team?
0: Yeah, backup quarterback. He
2: feels a lot Number older 18. than that.
1: Oh, I'm a big research
0: yeah, guy. I, I've been saying it for years.
1: <laughs> Ham.
0: Um, Ham. So how did it was it difficult to write for one of the biggest trash organizations in the league? Like, how did you pull that out? To, I'm sure you had to write some articles Excuse below or her backup tackle at some point. Uh, how hard was that?
2: How hard was I? Um,
0: yep. On a scale of. <laughs> wet noodle to brett Favre, dick general seven how hard was it it? seven okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: here's a segue as we're you know talking about being hard how weird (laughs) in general was the public relations life being in locker rooms You know, all the players had their meat puppets flapping left and right all the time. I mean, can you describe that to the audience that has never been in a locker room before in a professional setting?
2: Um, that's just something you have to get used to. I don't, well, try to get used to at least. I don't know that you ever truly do.
1: Uh,. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to ask the next I, question. My uh, because <laughs> I'm afraid I'd get arrested. Damn. I get go a, ahead. Yeah.
2: So I kind of have a serious
0: question. I I don't even really know. I know, Dave. You grew up in the Chicagoland area. Did you actually grow up a Bears fan then, or were you? That's correct. So was it actually difficult to just roll in with the Packers, having probably grown up with the hate of those stupid colors and their stupid faces?
2: <laughs> um. Are you... It was a job. I can't. Uh, Bill knows. He was. He was there for my first uh, first Packers home game. Was uh, Lovey's first game at Green Bay. Bears took him down. Man. I was not displeased. I had to mask it, of yeah. course. But uh,
0: yeah, I, I I almost kind of bums me out because I feel like media people are when you start shifting around teams, you actually have to be cool with whoever you're working for. Uh, I just I can't picture myself doing that. If I had to roll in wor- work for the Packers and Brett Favre sending me dick pics, I just got to be cool with that. I don't know that I would jive, but. You'd learn to love it. Prove it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got a text from Dave. Wow, that is yep. a hog. Yep. Um, right, Forwarding it. Dave, <laughs> Dave uh, there was a player on the Packers. That may have been you may have been confused for, is that accurate, or is my memory faulty?
2: uh, maybe not confused for, but uh I was told a few times that I have a resemblance to chad Clifton former former tackle for the Green Bay Packers. yes, he's well, it could be, worse. could be worse yeah, he's slightly more successful than I doubt nope. professionally. Mm-hmm. Well, right, I, no professionally well I disagree I'm strong disagree. disagree for me no All right.
1: I mean, you could have been confused from Mike Holmgren, so I'd consider that a win. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a franchise that has been successful recently, historically has not. 2007 to 2011. Brother Dave worked as a marketing manager for the New Orleans nope. Saints. Nope. Unbelievable. I mean, nope. oh, no, is that is that not accurate? Marketing I, manager? Nope. I got Okay, I want to clarify. I got this from your LinkedIn page, so that one's on you, buddy. What?
2: (laughs) I I haven't been on there in five years. That (laughs) That can't be
1: accurate. I don't know. I would log in right now after you're done looking at Brett Johnson. Um, All right. Regardless of of your title, uh, I know when you were down there, you spent a lot of time with former Illini running back Pierre Thomas. God damn it. Did you love him as much as I did? or currently do
2: oh i did absolutely in fact uh i ran into pierre thomas on that fateful fateful uh, january 2019 bears playoff game we were sitting about 15 feet away from each other at uh, at a bar on the north side here he he seemed to take the loss a little better than i did but
1: uh Hmm.
2: it was it was sad
1: are you uh, just a quick aside are are you in a cave splunking right now
2: indeed, that's where I spend most of my days
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. weird
2: career
0: shift um <clears throat> so I'm curious how much money did you
2: make off of bounty gate? I've been advised not to not to reveal that that number it's well i'd say mid mid five to six okay. <laughs>
0: That's all we need to know. Did you, uh, is it a coincidence that you left right before the punishment came down or should we not read into that as as much as, uh, no, no? none at all. Is Greg, is Greg Williams as big of a dick as we think he is?
2: Absolutely. But that's how, that's, uh, that's how he's made his, uh, his way.
0: Have you ever asked him why he has three G's
2: in the name Greg? Everyone knows that third G is for genius. Everyone knows it. No way. Is that real? Did he has he actually said that? I've never heard him say it, oh. but it's uh, it, it's been said. Barred. gross. I'll,
1: I'll be honest. I've seen that tattooed on the small of Brother Dave's back. Accurate. Um, Dave, when um, well, in all seriousness, did you were there any hints of bounty gate when you worked for the Saints? If you're allowed to say, was there like no? Was no. It a known thing to be honest, I I didn't
2: hear anything about it, but uh, it wouldn't. It doesn't didn't surprise me when uh uh when it all came out it was about probably about a year after i had left but uh why is that
1: not surprising yeah
2: just some of the some of the personalities involved
0: i i um just to make sure i'm not too dumb you you legitimately can talk about it right you're not like okay yeah i (laughs) I wasn't sure if you they like made you sign something that you can't speak publicly okay all right Dave um, just
1: likes to play coy. Uh, yes, mm. very much so. Oh cat and mouse. Okay. Did, have
0: you ever have you ever stood next to Drew Brees and wonder how he can throw over other non midgets?
2: It is that that is impressive. He he is not one of the larger men that I worked with in my time in the NFL. But uh yeah. Is, very good. Very, very good. Follow quarterback. up to
0: that. Have you ever just gotten completely lost inside of his birthmark?
2: It happened nearly on a near-weekly basis. One of the reasons I, I only could, could hack it there for four, uh, four seasons.
0: Uh, I assume he went to Purdue because the birthmark looks like it's in the shape of the state of Indiana. Is that true?
1: Um, I haven't confirmed. I just assumed. Okay. What does it taste like, his birthmark? Peach. S- Cobbler? Cobbler?
0: Peach. Straight peach. Is it fuzzy similar to Herm Edwards' mustache?
2: Caterpillar-like. That's accurate. Good, good. Peach.
1: Is it? Has he shaved it recently? (laughs) The uh, the birthmark. It looks different.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. uh, I haven't talked to him in a few years. But uh, I'll I'll see what I can suss out. Okay.
0: At any point, did he ever mention that on a a game on October thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine, in the Metrodome? After Purdue win over the Golden Gophers, that he shook hands with a redshirt freshman tight end at about roughly the forty yard line in the uh, yeah in the old Metrodome
2: there up in <laughs> Minneapolis. Did he ever bring that? Up? He did refer to that as a as a okay. life changing okay. moment, maybe a career definer. Good. Good. So I, I'm sure one I of our listeners be proud. out there is
0: very happy to hear that.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not there's no specific reason that you asked that at all. Um okay Dave you you were there during a Super Bowl championship is that accurate? That is accurate. Did you get any of the wares, any you know, did you get a bonus? Did you get any, you know, anything that you could send home to your parents? What'd you what would you get? What'd you get anything?
2: Uh I did get a bonus and I did get um let's see what else did I get? I got a few t-shirts. I got a a hat and uh one of those rings, yes. a Super Bowl ring. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. I have one of those.
1: Does it have your name on it or does it have Pierre Thomas's name on it?
2: Had I been thinking I would have I would have gotten Breeze put on there, <laughs> sold Breeze, that guy. Birth. Oh no, I've made terrible noises.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Just go with it. Did you say I make terrible noises?
2: <laughs> no. I...
1: Is that the name of a bar?
2: It's not. It's. Oh boy. Um...
1: Do you need a change of underpants right now?
2: <laughs> no, I'm all right. Okay, good. I'm just knocking tables around.
1: Brother Dave, you had, according to LinkedIn. The title of American head of public relations for the Scottish Claymores of the now defunct NFL Europe. I really got to know you there. You know, you can if you if, if you want to spread any dirt about me right now, feel free. But um, okay, let's just put this out there right now. The Scottish Claymores were based in Glasgow, Scotland. Who has better looking women, Glasgow or Green Bay? Glasgow, hundred percent. Glasgow 100%. Space 100%. Uh I've, is that a, uh, is that a backhanded compliment or is that like mm, wow the Glasgow ladies were foxes.
2: Uh, you can take that any way you want it. What what the hell is a claymore? Is a claymore? It's uh it's a sword. I'm not exactly sure. It's from Scottish lore, but uh, I don't like it. It's a uh, I'm sorry. It looks cool on a helmet. Okay
0: um i did once again big big time research guy for this i saw yeah. there was a running back uh that was signed a maurice hicks
2: maurice hicks yeah was... from the bears allocated yeah. player uh who is that uh i played i want to say north carolina a and and uh he, he wound up, he played a few games for the 49ers, I want to say. So he, he, he had a, sh- a brief career back uh, back here in the States. But uh, he was a good running back for, for the level. These are kind of for both of you guys, I guess, because you both have
0: experience. Were there actually decent crowds at these games, or were they pretty light in general?
2: Um, Yeah, there were some good crowds, especially uh, Frankfurt, Germany. When we played there, I want to say there was... 40,000 and we would usually we, the thing in our where we played in in Glasgow it's the na, it was the national soccer stadium so it it's it uh, I think the capacity was around 70,000 and we'd get like 12 or 15 so it would feel empty but it's it, not a bad crowd it's better than say like Idaho they're not stuffing that many people in the Kibbe Dome <laughs> well, the Kibbe so Dome. what like
0: what That's, was your role what was your role with them Are you dealing with the local were you dealing with the u s media
2: if every every game was broadcast by fox in one in one capacity or another and so we we work with them to get that uh to to work up with the broadcast team and then also say maybe promote try to get uh coverage back here say with Maurice hicks see if 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 the bears writer would have anything or maybe his uh, a local paper from where he grew up or something like that. But I actually wound up working a lot with the with the local team in uh, or with the local media in Scotland. I, I enjoyed nice. that a lot.
0: Um, what did you? How long until you had an actual, you an actual Scottish accent?
2: Oh, it was probably about ten days. And is there an equivalent of
0: Brett Favre over there that sent you a dick pic once you hit the uh, city limits?
2: I'd rather not say.
1: Okay, How many? Uh, how many beers do you think you consumed in Glasgow while working for the Scottish Swords?
2: Uh, let's see. I was there for approximately 100 days, so upwards of 3,000? That
1: sounds about right. That that, that, that adds seems up. right. Yep. That does.
0: I've been drinking with you. That definitely
1: yep. adds up. I, yep. uh, I have a memory of us at a Scottish bar. <clears throat> I believe, <laughs> and uh, unless this was Ireland after the league was finished, so apologies if this is way off. But anyway, the point is, you have an unbelievable skill with Guinness. the The speed with which you can drink a Guinness is ungodly. It seems unhealthy. <laughs> But it's but it's no, arousing. It's, it's perfectly it's perfectly healthy. arousing. Uh, how many do you think you can drink in a sixty-second span? How many Guinnesses?
2: Well, I would say if if we're in in Ireland slash the UK, it's it's probably double what I could drink here, but which would be four or five in sixty seconds.
1: That's, that's true. That, Jeez, I don't no, know. If that's, I think that's, it is. No, I I don't, honestly don't think it is because you chugged. <laughs> Two Guinnesses in ten seconds in front of my face, and I and I well, thought, "What is this?" They machine? were closing,
2: and and I'm not I'm not one to waste beer.
1: <laughs> That's a good point. Do you, uh, do you have man. a favorite memory of World Bowl week? The Scottish Claymores hosted World Bowl eight, maybe, and and my it was World, World Bowl eleven. 11? <laughs> great memory. My uh, Ryan Fire were there, and they we got our the ass kicked. Participants. We were participants. Second place. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I just, all I, yeah.
0: hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is this the Super yes. Bowl of
2: the
1: World, it's Bowl. A World Bowl,
2: World Bowl, 11, ele- 11, 11? the biggest game in the history
1: of all games of
2: Hampton Park. Jesus. Excuse me. I did not know yeah. it lasted
0: that long. How was that the last? One? No, I believe there Pretty were
2: close. 13, maybe. I think it was, Get I think it, here. I think it was killed a few years after we tried to I, kill him from mean,
0: I mean, no no disrespect. I oh. thought it. if you would I legitimately thought it lasted three to five years. Probably should
2: have. Not a research and guy. Was v- not, not, not a generous. research guy.
0: Not a big research guy, but holy shit I was way off base. I no, apologize. You're fine. I,
1: I mean, Dave, I gotta be honest I don't remember you working three minutes during uh, World Bowl week for the Claymores, which is fine. You, you know Took us to bars and I bet Fox paid for it. so yeah. that was fine.
2: It's called the, the being part of the host committee. <laughs> if your team's not playing, you got to show everybody a good time. And
1: you did. What was the name of that bar slash club we went to? I think there was like fog and I think roofies.
2: Blanket. Blankets. Blanket get under it was their uh, was their tagline
1: that's amazing <laughs> you think that place is still we open there. or what do we i'd think? say
2: there were in the uh five days before the game we were there upwards of eight <laughs> times
1: nick you're right about that i absolutely th- i yeah i think we had to drag multiple uh people that we knew out of that bar and they shall remain nameless um <laughs> <laughs> just
0: do that so you were in tampa yeah the whole
1: training. nfl europe all, all six teams would uh
2: have a tra- they had we had training camp in tampa together that's where bill and i met we were roommates we were. in uh corporate housing it was tremendous it was pretty
1: great actually yeah
2: our, yeah our teams our teams lived uh lived on the in the i'd say the the classiest of the uh, locations there
0: could trades happen during this? I'm trying to picture 16 teams Kinda. in a one training
2: think, camp. Spot. Well, it, like, we all had our own high schools practices? that we would practice at. And <laughs> <I, laughs> it's very it was, top of the line. It's hard to see how. And it was how...
1: bullshit because – so I worked for the Fire uh, out of Dusseldorf Germany who who probably averaged 45,000 per game, which was hilarious. Uh, and was on uh, Baywatch, yeah. the modern marvel. We had to do Coach Pete Kaharchek, Hunchback <laughs> – Uh, God, old school coach, we had to do two-a-days for most of training camp. I'm not sure that the Scottish Claymore has had more than three practices a week, to be honest. And your record reflected it, let's be honest.
2: Hey, we were all six and four. Somehow your tiebreaker edged us out of World Bowl XI. um...
1: Sorry, not so. Yeah, training camp for a month in Tampa. And it was a very weird time in American modern history because – the Iraq war was just starting, I believe, like that week yeah. and the week we were supposed to go to Europe. And I know I had coach. So I had the, um, the, uh, one of the greatest tech mobile players of all time was our running backs coach, Barry Foster. And he claimed Ooh. that he was going to refuse to go to Europe because of the war. And I thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure he might have found a girlfriend in Tampa. That was part of the reason. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's, that's not slander because it was a joke. Um, and, and I also had Scott Milanovich, former Maryland quarterback. He was our quarterback's coach. And they both they yep. both were going to make a huge stand. No, we are staying in America. We are not going to Europe. And, of course, we went to Europe, like, the next day, and it was fine.
0: What,
2: in your both, Dave, you first, what murdered, murdered NFL, NFL Europe, Europe, in your opinion? You not watching. that? I think you single-handedly took it down. That's fair. Your That's lack fair. of fandom well, killed six franchises. Uh,
0: well, who well, who am
2: I supposed to be, ride to and be fire.
0: attached to? I mean...
1: Go ride right and fire!
0: Why? Right and fire. I I can only be, I can only right be attached to... More only so many Maury's Hickses. And... Ich
1: bin ein Flughafen. <laughs> I think what killed NFL Europe was Dave's bar bill that Fox had to pay for, and they said fuck this. Yeah, I think that, yeah they passed
2: that along to the NFL yes. owners, and <laughs> that was that was quick. Kraft Kraft had had enough pouring money into that pit. Well,
1: this has been illuminating, a little bit erotic, <laughs> and. Yes, <laughs> very ugly. very, and something that I think we should do again I think hams and eggs is off to a hot start I don't know about you guys
2: hams
0: hams and eggs man. you really dropped the ball again Rick this could have been you douchebag
1: thank you Rick. brother Dave for joining us taking some time out of your Friday night we Thanks, really appreciate Dave. it oh thank you for having me hams see you next segment hams. zero doinks doinks zero doinks doinks We have ham, we
0: have eggs. Hams and eggs, let's put them together. Hams and, hams eggs. Eggs. Hams and, hams hams and eggs. eggs, hams and eggs, hams and hams eggs. Hams and eggs. <laughs> all right, welcome back to Zero Doinks episode four. Whew, this is what we've all been waiting for. My favorite segment, America's favorite segment. That might be too much. At least uh, we got a few more listeners, so they, they might enjoy it. It's See Me After Class. Go ahead, Bill.
1: Thank you Dan and yeah, if America doesn't know it yet, they're going to soon. All right. This week's spotlight lands on the Chicago Tribune's third in command, Chicago Bears beat writer Dan Weederer. After covering the Vikings for a few years, Dan was hired by the Trib in 2013 and has been largely anonymous in our fine city for the last 6 years. Haven't heard of the guy? Get in line. There are millions just like you, and how I wish I was one of them. Why is Dan being featured on this segment today? It is my observation that Dan needs to be smacked for being a shit stirring troll, a passive aggressive tweeter, and just a complete weird. Dan is a living example of how one single member of the media can control a narrative. To back up my claim, chew on this piece of evidence. <laughs> On August 12th, <laughs> on August twelfth, Dan wrote an article called Five Questions as Bears Training Camp Ends. In this largely ignorable article, Dan says that Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky, quote, hasn't exactly passed the eye test. Too many INTs, too many throws off the mark, too many days where the QB and his offense have been uneven, end quote. This glistening nugget was quickly gobbled up by former NBC and Roto World writer Evan Silva, who pushed the Mitch has been shaky narrative to his 200,000 Twitter followers. How many of those are Russian bots (laughs) and push back on anyone who dare question this opinion by saying, hey, the Trib said it, so it must be true. This narrative even spun into Colin Cowherd going off on Mitch on his national show that same day, and down the rabbit hole we go. Let's be perfectly clear. This happened because Mitch's throws at practice in August did not satisfy Dan Weederer's self-proclaimed eye test. Are we to believe that Dan Wiederer would be able to com- uh, conti- uh, would be able to identify what Nagy and the offensive brain trust is trying to accomplish with each drill and where they want Mitch to go with a ball for each throw? Of course not. If you took one look at Dan Wiederer's photo, you would quickly realize he is a mathlete who desperately needs both a sandwich and a few hours at a tanning salon. <laughs> I want you to know, loyal Zero Doinks listener, that I have done some digging, including diving into almost 12 months worth of Twitter replies, likes, and more <laughs> to show you why you should not give Dan Weeder's eye test one iota of your time. Let's talk about Dan, the human hobgoblin. I am convinced that Dan trolls it up for two reasons. One, he likes to talk, but no one listens. Here's an example. On August 12th, the same day that Dan's Mitch eye test observation gained national attention, Dan tweets the following, quote, I'm pretty fired up about deep dive projects I've got coming in the next three weeks relating to Bears 100 topics and the 2019 season. Hope to drop a few sneak peek previews shortly before each runs. Hashtag tease, end quote. Not even nine hours after Dan got a little notoriety, this tweet got one retweet and three likes. No one cares about your work, Dan. In fact, Twitter hasn't even given you one of those blue check marks noting that you're a real person who contributes anything of value. I bet even Clifton Duck has a blue check mark next to his webbed feet. That must sting, Dan. It really must. The number two reason that Dan likes to be a troll His status at the Bears beat is behind the very sweaty and very gassy Brad Biggs, as well as something called a Rich Campbell. So therefore, Dan needs to try to do something to get the attention of other outlets in an effort to upgrade his gig. Look, this won't surprise you, but Dan's writing style qualifies as someone trying way too hard. Listen to some of this language he uses. Quote, a wave of injury misfortune could crash ashore, unquote. Or, quote, the Bears' 100th season has opened the door for us to really dust off some boxes in the attic, unquote. Or, quote, if this Super Bowl train is going to stay on the tracks, there can't be a suitcase of convenient fallback excuses, unquote. Just so cheesy, so gross. It sounds like something that the Athletics' Dan Pompey would write. Speaking of the athletic, Dan Wiederer has recently tried to start Twitter wars with their writers. I don't know if you noticed this. In June, Dan tweeted, quote, I read in one publication this week that the Bears actually want their kickers to miss, to test their mental toughness. Uh, yeah, no, most of the kick, most of the Bears, ah, most of all the Bears want to find a kicker who just makes kicks, unquote. This subtweet was in reference to an article written by The Athletic's Adam Johns. Of course, Dan misrepresented what Adam wrote in the article, and Adam took it upon himself to reply to Dan. Adam said first, quote, Thanks for subscribing, Dan, unquote, which I loved. (laughs) Great snarkiness. And then both Adam and Dan went back and forth on semantics. It's really quite boring, to be honest with you, but Dan then called Adam brother, and then Adam got pissy about the fact that Dan had subtweeted him to begin with, and then Dan called Adam out for an old bad take about Matt Barkley, and then <laughs> on and on we go. That's a true mark of a troll, though. Be passive-aggressive, and then act surprised when the person you're calling out actually tries to defend themselves. Here's a news flash, Dan. Your writing's not good enough for The Athletic. Stop trying to make it so. We both know they already hired Dan Pompey for whatever reason, so they hit their cringy, cheesy quota already. You undernourished, skeleton-looking bastard! Look at, <laughs> look. The bottom line with this Dan Weeder guy is that he's annoying. His game is obvious. Three different times in the week after the Bears lost to the Eagles, Dan retweeted an article he wrote that asked the question, quote, is Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky a future star or an inconsistent headache? Unquote. All three times, people had awesome replies, such as at Jason DeBald, quote, I refuse to click on stupidity, unquote. <laughs> and, and at Big Dinkle, who asked, quote, anything else you want to bitch about? Unquote. (laughs) As well as at Paul Gamboa saying, quote, this take is meatball bait. Awful. Unquote. Dan, of course, responded to all of these guys saying some variation of, did you guys even read the article? Just shut up, Dan. Shut up. Shut up. Dan Wieter, you're the type of media member that is the most loathsome. You dip your toes into topics where you're not invited, such as your recent odd takes on LeBron James parenting, Tiger Woods' sex addiction, and and the probably racist dude who made that circle motion on TV at Wrigley Field a few months ago. No one asked for you, and nobody wants your opinion, Dan. So let's tie a bow around this old oak tree, shall we? I'll let two Twitter handles sum up Dan Weederer for all of us. When Dan recently promoted a recent podcast episode he was on, at NYBearFan replied, quote, Good podcast. Still too much golf talk, but I just skip over it. Saves a lot of time, unquote. Dan got snippy and at NYBearFan said, quote, Here's the thing. I have hobbies, too but what I don't do is discuss them in front of my students. I know that's not why they're in my class. And even if some might be interested, it's a waste of everyone's time, unquote. Secondly, in replying to a back and forth that Weederer recently had with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, at Max Markham replied to Dan, quote, you're an odd guy, Dan, unquote. Bravo, at Max Markham and at NY Bear fan. You both are so right, Dan is an attention-seeking troll looking for his next Mitch Trubisky hot take to satisfy his needs. But most of all, he's just an odd guy who is a huge waste of everyone's time, including mine. Dan Weederer, see me after class! States in the U.S. that's crazy we want to thank our listeners in Nevada North Carolina California Ohio Colorado Michigan Indiana Florida Iowa and of course the great state of Illinois Illinois is back baby thank you for your support of Zero Doinks
0: oh man that was another red hot see me after class and if you don't think I'm not going to go follow big dinkle after this you're fucking kidding yourself (laughs) Uh, all right, so we're wrapping up here, but we had a thought to try something uh, a little different. We thought we'd do something called Big Ten Minute. Uh, since I'm a, a Golden Gophers fan, I know that seems real weird. Uh, Bill's a big Illini fan. I figured we'd take a, do a quick recap of their upcoming games uh, and then and then pick a side, pick, this pick against the spread. Since we're gambling, folks.
1: Yes, um, hashtag gambling.
0: Alright, you want me to you want me to kick it off here since Do my, team's, it. Yeah. my teams better here? So Ouch. Ouch. Alright, yeah. So my golden gophers are home Thursday night versus the powerhouse of South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits, is that right?
1: I think so. That sounds All right.
0: right. Gophers are minus thirteen. Of course you're gonna take that, because they're gonna win thirty-two fourteen. But they're so they're gonna hit the under of fifty-six, so also oh. take the under. Uh, I have the Gophers winning eight games this year and go to the Holiday Bowl. Go ahead, Bill.
1: Wow, that is incredible. So the Illini start their 2019 quest for a bowl game to save Lovey's job, hosting the Akron Zips. So the Illini this year have a uh, junior quarterback that transferred. He's a grad transfer from Michigan, Brandon Peters. He's supposed to be pretty good, actually we will absolutely take any scraps that Michigan is is willing to let go of. Of course, we're Illinois football. Of course we're willing to do that. They are 17 and a half point favorites. I saw this morning. Um, oddly enough, I would take the 17 and a half. Illinois has won, I want to say 18 home openers in a row, which sounds almost impossible. And they've done it in convincing fashion many times. They usually surprise us all and, they kind of peak after week one. So uh, Illini minus 17 and a half. I would pound it. Pound the Illini. Oh, I'd
0: take the points all day. Those zips, they're zipping all over the field. That's my only.
1: Maction. My only a lot of action. I yep. like it. Uh, Absolutely like it. How,
0: how many wins do you think for the Illini this year?
1: So I'm going six and six, which would save Lovey's job. Vegas has them like at three, but they're, uh, I know, Uh, which honestly is low. They play three bums in non-conference and then they play Rutgers. Uh, Minnesota should be a decent game. No offense to the Gophers. Offense uh, taken. Illinois actually beat them last year. Um, yeah. Whoops. Uh, Purdue is on the schedule. Who's usually pretty good but beatable. So the uh, line could potentially get to six if they're five and seven and their competitive lovey should still save his job. If they're if they're four and eight or below, he's probably gone. All right. How about yep. it, you said Gophers Holiday Bowl?
0: Uh, eight wins, Holiday Bowl. Uh, well, right. I guess let me let me give you my prediction on the Illini. they three games they're gonna win this year and Lovey's gonna get fired. He's gonna be back to the NFL this time next
1: year. You heard it here first. Well how, where, do you have, where do you have
0: the Gophers? I guess I should have said um, that first.
1: I know that's fine. I have the Gophers uh also at six and six, actually. I think they are okay. gonna be All pretty right. good. Uh the I, I believe they lost their quarterback, the dude who started a lot of games last year. Otherwise I'd probably have him at seven and five. And I also pj fleck really bothers me so it's a little bit personal no offense
0: yeah, he couldn't be more opposite of lovey I yeah mean, that's literally true. which might not be, be more... a bad thing <laughs> uh no they probably it'd probably be nice to have someone right in the middle but yeah you know, that's true. He's, he's rowing the boat we still have the axe so everyone get over yeah. it
1: no we will we absolutely right. will what big 10 got? minute that was great
0: yeah all right what do we got coming up next week
1: so believe it or not we finally we're going to be in game week The next time that we're talking, it is going to be the preview to week one hosting the green bay packers so we're gonna have some actual pre-game talk for the game i i can't believe it it's been a long time coming um maybe we'll because we put it in our bio maybe we'll talk a little bit about fantasy football our our auction is coming up this week we've been keeping secrets from each other obviously a lot of strategy so maybe we'll throw a couple teasers out there for fantasy football um how pumped are you for Uh, opening week
0: Yeah, its time is crawling right now. I can't wait. I think we should also probably try to pull a few prop bets out next week. What we like, what yes. we like for the game, right? I mean, I love it. We and yeah. we
1: are we still going to try to get to the horseshoe? I, I feel like I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah,
0: you think Rick would be interested? What's his oh? oh. He's, yeah, he's you know driving. What? Yeah, he's got his license. Yeah, we he should does. get him looped in. That'd be great if we could interview him at the horseshoe. That would be electric.
1: You know, and I, I hate to say this on the air, but I'm going to. I heard a vicious rumor that he's actually a Baccarat guy right now, and oh. he, he owes the horseshoe a lot of money. So I don't okay. know if he's well, going to be allowed not, in. Man. Okay, well, yeah, well, we'll see. It still
0: could be fun. He may have forgotten that.
1: It's worth a shot. At yeah. Rick Fieldsman, in case you're not following yeah. him, give him a give him a whirl, give him underscore. a spin.
0: I think there's an underscore in there, right? Oh, shit. I think I might have just it up. You know what? Just look it up, assholes.
1: Yeah, look it up. He has a very friendly face. Uh, if you do want to follow Zero Doinks on social media, we have a very active Instagram account, which leaks into our Twitter account, which is also red hot, at Zero Doinks. Follow us. You can find out all the new info inside Scoop, all that.
0: Yep. It's I been fun, Bill.
1: Yeah. It has been another successful episode of Zero Doinks. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to all of our listeners. We love each and every one of you. If we knew you personally, we'd make out with you in public. We're not ashamed. We love you. Zero Doinks. Doinks.
0: My Dave, and I love Chicago, and I love Ciro Join.